guys, Coach V here. Welcome to another episode of Transformative Talk with Coach V. I'm so excited to have you with me on today. We are going to be talking about a topic that I don't think that I've ever heard anybody really talk about in depth. And I know it's something that I can absolutely 100% relate to because I have done it. Um, not just in my way, way past, but probably even recently, I think it's something that we are taught as black women in the African-American experience. I think I can go so far even as to say that, but we are going to talk about it, confront it and deal with it today. I pray that it is something that is a blessing to you, that you will feel that after today, You will not feel as if you have to do this in the vein of in the natural. Um, So let's just get into it so that we can start to make some distinctions in having proper perspective when it comes to secretly suffering in silence. That's what we're talking about today. I think as a as as an as a society and even as a race, we're taught to suffer in silence. We're taught to um, not go outside of our homes and speak of things that may be going on in our home. Um, when we think about suffering, we're talking about the state or experience of one that suffers. Pain, distress, torment, agony, affliction, anguish. These are these are uh, words that are synonymous with suffering. Um, it causes us to become despondent. We become downhearted. Uh, we um, experience heart sickness. Um, there's no joy, misery, unhappiness. Um, There even is maybe a level of depending on what is happening, what we're experiencing, we experience guilt or regret, remorse, um, shame. All of these words are associated. These are synonyms for suffering and be it something that happened to us, something that was uh, that that we experienced by no fault of our own, but we We take on that shame, that guilt, that embarrassment. Um, We take responsibility for something that happened to us, be it that we were violated. Um, We take on a shame. We take on that and that becomes our armor. That becomes a part of who we are. It becomes an affliction. It becomes a part of our character, our DNA. Then we attract people that prey upon that or are not sensitive to. And then they abuse us in that way. They take that thing that we're working very hard to be healed from and use it against us. They gaslight us. They manipulate us. They make us feel less than. All of this from us secretly suffering in silence, but we are going to now break the back of that affliction and unyoke ourselves, loose ourselves, unhook ourselves from that. How did we get to a place that we began to be um, 
in a mindset, in a heart posture that we are so dejected and and um, we isolate ourselves, secretly suffering in silence causes us to um, live in a spirit or take on a spirit of, of depression, oppression, anxiety. This is when mental health now becomes very prevalent and um, overtakes us. It causes us to miss over, uh, miss um, opportunities. It causes us to miss um, time with family members, friends, really being involved and engaged in a way that's impactful and influential with other people. We miss out on things because we're in this state of silence. We're afraid to share with others. We're embarrassed. We're ashamed. We're worried about what other people think. How do we get to this place? We were taught it was admirable and respectable to suffer. If you read my book, The Butterfly Emerges, The Journey to a Transformed Mindset and a Transformed Life, I talked about this a little bit. I was raised basically to be what I call a steel magnolia. You are very strong, very stoic, very dependable through those hard, difficult times, those times where we have to show that strength. And then what happens is that we never deal with that pain. We never deal with that devastation. We never deal with the hurt. We soldier through, we muster through whatever it is. Um, I, and I, 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 I think I've shared this story before on the podcast, but I, my distinct memory of when that all shifted for me was I was in probably my early thirties. Now it had been the demonstra- it had been demonstrated for me most of my life to be strong. You don't show emotion. And I think that's for a lot of us in the African-American experience. But I remember distinctly when my great uncle passed away and my mother called me from the hospital and she said, your uncle has passed away. I need for you to be strong. Something just clicked in me in that moment. And from that moment on, while there may have been tears, anything that was difficult, anything that was hard, you just dealt with it. You never went back to process. You never went back to talk about it. Um, You never expressed your feelings or emotions. And what I found later in life as I was going through my first, as well, I don't want to say my first divorce, but as I was going through my divorce, I, I, I didn't really know how to, I had to learn how to process those emotions because I was always taught to be strong and this thing was hard. This was affecting me in every area of my life. And so we were always taught that that was a sign of strength. Southern women were strong. We can, we can deal with anything. We can handle a lot. We can carry the world on our shoulders. 
And if you showed any sign of weakness, it was, you know, you were condemned. Suck it up. I've heard my mother say that. You know, we say that as a joke, suck it up, buttercup. But we're really taught that and that becomes a mantra. And what happens is that becomes very damaging and detrimental to our upbringing, how we live our lives, how we raise our children, because I saw that I was beginning to raise my daughter like that. Don't cry. And I had to quickly reverse that with her. It's okay to cry. It's okay to show your emotions. You're sad, cry. You're angry, say so. Don't hide. Because it builds up and it festers. And so it's like that balloon. You fill it up until it explodes. And then there's a mess everywhere. And so now you have to pick up the pieces of your life and process all the pieces of your life that you never dealt with and processed before. And I really believe for the last five to six years, that's what it's really been for me is discovering more about myself so that I can truly be myself as we talked about a couple of weeks ago. So that I can truly walk in this fearlessness like we talked about last week and no longer feel like I have to secretly suffer in silence. Now, there is a difference, you know, when the Bible talks about suffering. We know that in life there will be trials and tribulations and, you know, we're going to suffer. That's one thing. But to deal with something that you don't have to deal with, to live with a pain or a hurt or a devastation or a betrayal. To live with a violation your entire life and carry shame and guilt is not what we're talking about and is not God's best for us. We have to deal with those things and get those things healed. The other thing that God shared with me is about how we get to this place that we feel like we have to suffer in silence. Not only are we taught this and we're taught that this is the sign of strength. You know, we don't want to bother anybody. We can take on everybody else's issues, but we don't want to bother anybody with our own. We don't want to burden anybody. We don't want to appear to be weak. Let's be honest. That's another part of it if we're honest about it. But we just don't want to bother anybody. Well, I just didn't want to bother you. You have so much going on. But yet they have time to call you. And yet you make space for them to do it, to come and talk to you about it. And we will put ourselves aside for the sake of being present for somebody else. But yet when it is our time, when we are going through things, we don't we don't get that same consideration. We don't get that same um, we don't get that same show of support. People are not present for us. And the truth be told, they probably can't carry the weight of what it is that we have to share. But yet we make room and have capacity for them. But they can't do the same for us. And the truth of the matter is, is they probably can't handle the weight of what we have to carry. You know, there's always somebody that's the strong person. There's always somebody that's the person that everybody always comes to with all their issues, concerns, 
problems and they see us as the problem solver. We're always the encourager. We're always the, 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 the inspirational speaker at the darkest moments of their lives. And we do it gladly. But the problem is, is that no one takes the time to pour back into us. And it may be that, you know, we have to look at the people that are around us. If I don't have people that are stronger than me to be able to pour back into me, then I'm empty when I have to pour into those that are around me that I have influence with. And so we suffer in silence in that way and we show up and we give and give and we're strong and and we give to others and comfort them in their times of of um, needing us. But they're not, but we don't have the same. So we suffer in silence in that way. And we don't really, we can't go to them and and we can't go to those people that are coming to us and say we're drained, that we're tired, that we just don't have anything else to give. But we have difficulties too. You know, there's there's a post that I've seen and it's really true. You know, you need to check on your strong friends. And you need to check on those people. And we do. I need somebody to check on me. I need somebody to make sure that I'm okay. I need somebody to pour into my cup. The right somebody. Not just anybody. The right somebody. I need that. I don't always have it together. I don't have everything figured out. I don't have all the answers. I'm figuring this out just like you. I'm on this journey with you. And sometimes I don't feel strong. Sometimes I don't feel capable. Sometimes I don't feel like I have it. Sometimes I feel like I don't have anything. Sometimes I don't have anything to give, anything to say, anything to offer. And guess what? It's okay to say that and admit that and confess that and walk in the truth of that. But I also have to be mindful to seek it out that I get my cup filled. So now I realize this is now the attitude and the heart posture that I have. This can even be a transformative truth that we take going forward. Here's a tip. I remember hearing Ilyana Van Zant say one time that our cup should always be full. No one should ever drink from my cup. My cup should always be full. I take it a step further to say that they should not even be drinking from the saucer. Whatever flows from the saucer, what's what's flowing off of the table, they can get that. I want to always be in a space of overflow. That they're getting what is dripping on the floor. They should not even touch the cup. They shouldn't even touch the table. So I always have to ensure that I'm always on F. I can't be at a half a tank. I can't be in a place that I'm depleted. I have to be in a place where there's always overflow. I have to be deeply rooted, not spreading myself thin, not overtaxing myself. My cup should always be full. No one should ever touch the cup. And so if you're looking at your cup and it's empty and you have absolutely nothing to give yourself, this is the day that all of that changes. This is the day that this shifts. This is the day that 
we say no more. This is the day that we establish boundaries and we have limits. This is the day that we no longer continue to say that we don't want to bother anybody or inconvenience anybody or trouble anybody. This is the day that we look at our friend circles and we determine who should be in the circle and who should be in the circumference. Who do we need to remove so that we can have the right people that are strong enough to carry the weight and handle the weight of the mantle, the assignment, the gift on my life that can carry me and support me and cover me and hold me up, pray for me, intercede for me, be there for me to make sure that my cup is topped off to where it is overflowing. This is the day that we examine, that we evaluate, that we reevaluate, that we may replace and repurpose some people and put them in their proper position so that we are always prioritizing ourselves, caring for ourselves and for our mental, emotional and psychological and spiritual well-being. When we are constantly pouring and giving and sharing and, and imparting, that is a great responsibility and it requires a lot. It's not as simple as people may think, especially when it is kingdom. And I think sometimes we take that very lightly. And so we the suffering in silence causes us to lie. We talked about this. Um, a couple of weeks ago in the episode where we talked about being ourselves, we're taught and, and, and trained to lie and to deceive. And so we're not walking in our true authentic selves and we're suffering and we're not telling anybody we're suffering and our secrets are making us sick and they're poisoning us and they're keeping us from experiencing God's very best for us because we carry ourselves this way. This is how we present ourselves. This is how we show up. And so nobody really gets to know the real us because we're putting on this, this uh, performance that we think everybody wants to see because we're not really dealing with our stuff. And what a disservice we're doing to ourselves and to others and especially to God because we're not walking in our God-given purpose because we're not dealing with our stuff. So the transformative thought for this week is this. I will not suffer in silence unnecessarily. It's simple. It's a declaration. It's a whole new attitude. I will not suffer in silence unnecessarily. We always have a foundational scripture, so we're going to get one that gives us a different perspective from this point forward as far as what we understand suffering to be. We know that we're going to suffer for Christ's sake, and that's all we need to really be concerned about. But we're not going to suffer in silence anymore. We're not suffering in silence from the things that people have done to hurt us or harm us or to endanger us or to violate us or to betray us. We're no longer doing that. We're going to walk in peace. 
We're going to walk in joy. And we're going to stand on what James 1 and 3 says, be assured that the testing of your faith through experience produces endurance, leading to spiritual maturity and inner peace. We're going to go through these things, but we're going to now use them for good. What the enemy meant for harm, God meant for our good. That has to be our mindset. That has to be our heart posture. What he meant for harm, God meant for our good. James 1 and 2 even tells us, Consider it nothing but joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you fall into various trials. Be assured that the testing of your faith through experience produces endurance leading to spiritual maturity and inner peace. And let endurance have its perfect result and do a thorough work so that you may be perfect and completely developed in your faith, lacking in nothing, nothing broken, nothing missing. So even if we have experienced for most of our life if we're honest suffering in silence we make that decision that no more that we're going to take those experiences it's going to produce endurance it's going to produce uh, maturity it's going to produce inner peace it's going to develop us to christ-like maturity so that we are able to help empower inspire enrich others here are the transformative truths that we're taking going forward put down the thing that you are carrying voluntarily a lot of times we pick up things that don't belong to us a lot of times we put things in our wheelbarrow that have nothing to do with us absolutely nothing So now is the time to put it down. You picked it up voluntarily. So now we're going to put it down voluntarily. Now, I know there are things that are put upon us involuntarily, but we're putting those things down, too. It was never meant for you to carry in the first place. It was never meant for you to deal with in the first place. It's happened. So now we're looking at it. We're dealing with it. We're acknowledging it and we're moving on. We're going to stop living in that place. We're going to stop living in the past. We're going to stop letting it have such control and power over us. Today is the day that we decree and declare that it is dead. It has no power. It has no authority. It has no place in my life. It no longer fits. It no longer uh, takes up space and weight in my mind. When you speak up, The suffering ends and healing can begin. You have to understand that when you say these things out of your mouth, when you make those decrees and declarations, when you write those affirmations and put them on your mirror or or put them, you know, on your steering wheel or put them um, by your bed or in your purse. Now you are taking your authority 
back. You're standing in your rightful place as a child of God and saying that this thing has no power or dominion over me. When you speak up, when you speak out, you're taking back your power. It no longer has control. The suffering ends. It is broken. It is finished. It is done. Amen. The next thing is to be really honest as to why you are suffering, why you are allowing this to be the thing that causes you to self-sabotage. It causes you to be um, self-defeating and self-deprecating. You're inflicting wounds on yourself. It's the thing that you cause uh, that allow that causes you to. Um, blow up the great things that could happen for you. That's what you, that's what happens when you are not honest with yourself, when you don't honestly deal with the thing that has caused you hurt. You're still walking around angry and bitter and resentful and jealous and envious and you're spewing all that bile on everything. Be honest with yourself. Why are you disobedient? Why are you delaying your obedience? Why are you still holding on to that anger and that bitterness? We have to realize in some situations we'll never get to a place that we, um, you know, we always say that that we need uh, closure. Sometimes you got to give yourself closure and stop suffering in silence, expecting that person to give you peace or that apology. You may never get it. You got to give it to yourself and trust God for the rest. This is a time that it requires self-reflection, self-evaluation. You got to show up. You got to do the work. It requires you being honest and transparent. If it's for nobody but with yourself. If you can get in a space that you can have an accountability partner, somebody that's willing to walk with you, coach you through it, reach out to me. Um, reach out to somebody that you trust and allow them to help you through the process of healing that hurt. You've suffered long enough. Now is the time that the suffering ends and you have to make that decision that the suffering ends. Stop expecting somebody to do it for you. You have to make a decision that you are going to show up every day and do the work. Here are my final thoughts when it comes to suffering in silence. There's no nobility in suffering in silence. There's nothing admirable about making yourself a martyr. Stop nailing yourself to a cross that doesn't belong to you. It needs to end today. It has to end today. The next generation is depending on you to stand up and to fight. When we make a decision not to speak, that means we're in agreement with the generational curse and it will continue. Make the decision to speak up and speak out today. 
Make the decision to say that you're going to stand up and fight for those that can't stand up and fight for themselves. Make a decision that you're going to be the one to stand up and show them what it is to fight, to not give up, to not give in, to not surrender, to not water it down. Make the decision to be the one to say that today is the day that I am no longer going to suffer in silence. That if there is any suffering that is to happen, it is going to be because I desire to have a closer relationship with God. And I know that in this life, as I walk with God, there will be suffering, there will be difficulties, there will be heartache, but it is yet but a light affliction. And that God will give me peace. He will give me joy and that he will prepare a table in the presence of my enemies. That if he brought me to this place, that if I have this Job experience, that God will bring me out of it and I will be stronger. I will have more wisdom. I will be reminded of who I am and whose I am and that I will be able to go back and get my brothers and sisters and break them free from the bondages. I will break them free from the afflictions. Father, we thank you that we no longer have to suffer in silence. We thank you that we can be bold and fearless and courageous and speak of the things that have caused us to miss experiencing more of you and more of your glory. It has caused us to not truly walk in the anointings and the gifts that you have given us. Father, we thank you for forgiveness. We thank you for another opportunity that now the things that are that were sent to try to kill us or silence us, God, we use them as our platforms. We use them as our banners. We use them as the fuel that will cause us to walk through the, the fiery darts. We'll walk through hell to, to save our children, to save our spouses, to save our families. We'll, we'll save our loved ones because you have given us the power and the strength and the courage to use the things that, that caused us to be silent will be the things to cause us to be so vocal and so boisterous that the chains have to break, that the shackles will set us free. We thank you, God, that we walk in that authority. We thank you, God, that we walk in a place that we no longer are silent, but that we will always worship you, that we will always adore you, that we will always speak up and speak out in the name of Jesus. Amen, amen, and amen. Thank you so much for joining me for this week's episode of Transformative Talk with Coach V. I hope that you will join me again on next week as we will have another brand new episode as we continue this journey to being fearless, to being bold, to being courageous, to no longer suffering in silence, to being the best versions of ourselves so that others will feel um, empowered and, and be courageous to do the same. Keep showing up and keep doing your work. And remember, I am always, always rooting for you. Until next time.